0: This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, June 14, 2015. The Gospel is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 4, verses 26 through 34. The message is by Father Ron Baird. So in today's Gospel lesson we have the parable of the mustard seed. It's not the one that most of us are familiar with. We're usually familiar where Jesus said you know, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed you could say to the mountain uh, be cast into the sea and it would lift up and be thrown in the sea. Everybody's familiar with that one. But in this one what he's doing is he's saying that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. That seems like an odd comparison, doesn't it? The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. You know, What is it that he's talking about? Well he says you know, mustard seeds are so tiny you can barely see them. They're about the size of a sesame seed, um, maybe even a little smaller, although they're not flat. but um, And so they're difficult to see, but that doesn't mean that they aren't there. And when um, nourished, they grow up into this big bush. It's usually about nine feet tall, um, and it's very wide, and birds can come and nest in it too. And so What he's really trying to explain to us is that that's what the kingdom of God is like. Now that harkens back to his original message that he started off with, which is repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, is what usually is mentioned. But what it means is the kingdom of God is all around you. It's, It's so close that you could reach out and touch it. Now most people today would go, I don't know, I was watching the news last night. It didn't look like the kingdom of God was anywhere around there. I mean, what's that all about? How is that? Well, that's really also what Paul is talking about in his second letter to the church at Corinth. You know, he's talking about that and he said, we have confidence in all things. Now, to understand what he's talking about, why would he bother to tell him he has confidence? Because if a leader writes to you and says, I have confidence, that's usually not a good thing. (laughs) They're trying to convince you of something. But he's saying this for a specific reason. Does anybody know where he is when he wrote this letter? He's in jail. Paul spends a lot of time in jail. He has a prison ministry, it's just that his is on the other side of the bars. Um, he tended to get locked up a lot. And, but yet, what he's saying is that, nah, that's no big deal. You know, I'm not worried about that. I have every confidence, because I don't walk by sight. Yeah, I mean, if you looked at the outer you know, appearance of things, it looks bad you know, to be in prison. But that's not a big deal, because you know, I trust God, and I'm being led by faith. He says, I walk by faith, not by sight. So what does that mean? You know, for most of us, we think, walk by faith, but, but I'm not, don't walk by sight. Well, what would you tend to think would happen if you weren't walking by sight? Hey, run into stuff, right? But with God, it's not like that. What he's saying is that you have to walk by faith. Now, this word faith in the Greek is pistis, which is probably best translated in, in a modern parlance as trust, I walk by my trust. And what's he trust in? God. Yeah, he trusts God. So that he's not worried about the externals of things because he knows that all things work for good to those who love the Lord. And so even though it looks bad at the moment, he knows that even that will pass. It's temporary. And that God will use it for good. No matter what happens to him. If he's beaten which he was sometimes, you know, if he's stoned, which he was sometimes, Um, if he's threatened with death, which he was sometimes and ultimately was put to death, he said, I don't really care because I'm confident because because the truth is is that if they killed me, then I get to be with the Lord and that's a great thing. And if they don't kill me, then I get to be here with you and help you out and that's a great thing too. So whatever, it's all good. It doesn't really matter. It's all going to be fine. And in this, it's exactly the same thing that Jesus is talking about, about having, uh, seeing the kingdom of God as a mustard seed. It's not something that the world will ever notice. It's so, it seems so tiny and insignificant. And yet, if you allow it to be planted in you, then your whole world changes. Everything becomes different. You know, Paul says that later too, which I particularly like because the earlier... Thing. he says right before he says this is if I am beside myself it is for Christ if I am, I'm in my right mind it is for you now the the way that would normally be translated would be if I'm crazy it's for Jesus and if I'm sane, it's for you so clearly what he's saying he said because in Christ everything is made new the old has passed away and the new has come so that anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. You're not the same anymore. Well, you still have to ask, well, so how am I supposed to walk by faith and not by sight? How would I do that? Well, what it is, it goes back to what we've been talking about for a couple of weeks now with uh, Pentecost. When Christ rose, he said he would send us an advocate, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit would guide us and lead us into what? All truth. I had a chaplain when I was at seminary who once said that um, it's It's certainly believable and true because it's in Scripture, and the truth will set you free, but first it will make you miserable, Um, which there's a lot of truth in that, because he said a lot of us go around the world and we try to make the world make sense, and we try to fit it into our way of thinking, and so we see things in the way that we think that they ought to be, and when people or, or events happen that don't fit into that, then we get upset. We don't like it. You know, we think that's bad. And yet, in reality, it's because we don't see things the way they really are. We see things according to our own illusion or the way that we want it to be. If you follow Christ, you will be disillusioned. You know, there's no doubt about it because there are lots of sinners in the world. (coughs) Many of them happen to be here or in the church. And so they will let you down and you'll be disillusioned. But as my chaplain once said to me, he said, well... You know, you have to look at the alternative. You can either be disillusioned or you can walk around for the rest of your life in an illusion. Which one would you prefer? You know, because would you prefer going around living in a fantasy world? Or would you rather be dealing with what is really there? And when we are in Christ, the Spirit will lead us to see what is really there. And so we have to learn how to listen to the Spirit. Because how are we going to walk by the Spirit's guiding if we don't ever learn to listen to the whispers that he gives us, that he tells us to go do. You know, the things that he's done so many times in Scripture. And we hear those stories, you know, you hear stories of the apostles walking into the gate in Jerusalem and there's a guy who's laying there and he wants money because he's begging because he can't work. And so Peter says, well, I don't have any money, but I'll give you what I can. And, And he says, get up and walk.